Creative Congregation with Necktie. Hey guys, Necktie here. Back for the third episode of Creative Congregation. A few things to cover this week. I'm going to talk about content marketing, how that's played out for me in this journey. I'm going to give a report on the festival I went to, or the the, um, regional gathering, if you will, that I was at last week. And then I'll talk a little bit more about what's on the agenda for this week and next week to keep this thing moving. So one of the first things I want to cover today, I just want to dive right into some some practical knowledge based on some of my experience here. Now again, I, I am by no means an expert in how we start a business as a creative, but I'm learning along the way and I'm taking back some of those things that I've learned in the past to inform this new venture that I'm starting So under my DJ name, Necktie, I've obviously been creating a lot of material over the years. A lot of the material I've been creating is in the form of mixes. I pour over different types of music, gather playlists, map out songs, map out, you know, where we're going to go with a theme for a mix. I create a mix and then I upload it generally to Mixcloud for the the most common format for, for anyone and everyone to use. I don't necessarily do this with any intention of getting paid or getting a DJ gig, but rather to just kind of offer something out to the world, something that I've created, some some sort of art that I that I'm passionate about, uh, with the idea that you know th- this will allow people to hear that voice and that side of me. The interesting thing about this, though, is those of us in the creative space, there are a lot of at- similar examples of this, and this this from the marketing side of the house. So from somebody who's gone through traditional marketing program or works in in uh, marketing function at different corporations, th- this could be looked at as a form of content marketing. And that really kind of is, is what I look at it as as well. It's offering up something to potential customers that doesn't cost them anything, that's frictionless or, or low friction and allows them to, to gain something. So in this case, I think I have maybe 70, 80, or 100 hours of music on, on my mix cloud that anyone can access for free at any time. And so may help you clean the house, may help you go while you're going for a jog, may help you while you're studying, may help you just getting through anything that needs a soundtrack, if you will. And I've also looked at, as I've explored that journey with Necktie and with this new business that I'm starting, is what other forms of content marketing can I create or offer to potential customers And for me personally, as a creative, I want something that ties back to something I'm passionate about. So you'll see in a lot of different books or online articles about folks who use content marketing in the the form of blogging, either blogging about their travels or their passion for food or other types of things that they spend, you know, a lot of time uh, and effort in. And, and I have done that form of content marketing in the past with blogging when I was working more on a fitness business and kind of trying to gain personal training clients and, and build a base that way. And I definitely enjoyed that. I found it wasn't as, as much of a passion for me. It, it almost felt like more work to come up with a lot of content in terms of blogging. And so I think those of you who have tried it and haven't found it to be your, your cup of tea, you may have realized that as well. It's, it's the same thing that writers struggle with or those who, who write for newspapers or editorials, you know, writer's block, kind of forcing yourself to think of something to write as part of your content marketing. So when I look at this new business as well as the necktie brand, I don't look at it as 
that 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 type of content marketing that I will use. And that that by no means does not mean that's an effective form for your business or your or your form of creative um, entrepreneurship. But for me, it just it just doesn't work. So as I continue down this path, I will continue to to dive into more content marketing. The next big thing for me as I start this business and supplement it with my necktie brand is to really get into production of music. I've dabbled for years now, really, as any musician knows, it's hard to get to that finished product to say I feel comfortable allowing folks to hear this and share this with others, but I, I plan to get there in the near future. And for me, I think pretty much throughout the duration of this 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 uh, endeavor that I go upon, I don't ever see my music costing any money. Maybe donations optional for people who really want to want to support or contribute, but I want people to be able to share um, my music and have easy access to it. Um, I, I certainly believe that music is not something that should be free universally. I think artists should be paid for their work. But in this particular space, for my particular approach, I don't plan on charging for my music. Um, a great a great example of this, and I'll kind of end on this topic, but a few DJs out there have done this quite well, and one of them has, has an interesting name. His name is Kill Paris. Uh, another one is named Sound Remedy, and those are some DJs or producers that I've I've really come to like over the years. Uh, they they really started by producing a lot of music for free, a lot of remixes, a lot of really interesting sounding songs. They weren't on any major record labels. They were just churning out tracks. And the last I checked on these guys, you know, I follow a lot of different musicians, but they're doing really well for themselves. They they get a lot of major DJ gigs, you know, they really get to live their passion, which is music. So, you know, that form of content marketing, if you look at it that way, has been really successful for them. And so I, I, I definitely encourage the, the musicians who are listening, you know, you have to strike the balance. If you, if you really believe that your work should cost money, it should be paid for, you know, consider exploring record labels or starting your own label, whatever you need to do to, to get compensated for that. But also don't shy away from maybe offering some free songs as a, as a gateway to get people to listen to your music, see what you're all about, maybe see you at shows and kind of build your, your audience that way and, and be able to grow your business and, 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 and reap some financial rewards that way. If you tuned in last week, I talked about Lakes of Fire, which is a regional burn, like Burning Man, but much smaller, a lot less people. It's uh, around a lake in, in northwest Michigan. It's very much focused on creatives coming together. There's themes around the event. There's themes around different camps where people can kind of artistically express themselves, if you will. And so it, it's a very, very exciting time. Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely going to become an annual thing for me. I mentioned last year I hadn't gone, but this year was was very rejuvenating. Uh, to go there, I, I DJed three different times during the day, a couple of times, and during the evening another time. And, you know, small audience, it's not a, it's not a festival. There's not people crowded up to listen to your music, but it's more creating an atmosphere and ambiance. And I had a few people here and there dancing and, and nodding their heads and smiling and walking by. And it felt really gratifying to see that I was helping create an atmosphere for the people at this event. And there was tons of other folks doing either live music or DJing. And I, I followed it closely on uh, the Facebook group for the event. And tons of people were just saying, thank you so much for those of you playing music. It was great all weekend. It was the soundtrack to my experience. I really enjoyed it. And so, 
you know, that's one of those things where you just get out there and you express your art and, and you get a lot of, of validation or, or gratification, if you will, out of just being able to perform. So I met some new folks. I met some potential contacts, but, you know, less about that as a business thing and more about just just practicing your art, testing out your songs, uh, testing out, you know, how you approach these types of events. So I, I will continue to do that in the future. I'll continue to hone my DJ skills and, and hopefully, you know, build more interest in my music and my art and what I have to offer but always under the pretense that I'm not there to, to sell or market because, you know, that goes against the principles of, of these events. Um, if people discover my music or art as a result of the events, that's great, but they go there not expecting to be have things pushed in their face. And so very good to go through that and experience that is one of those things where as you're growing through your, your, your craft and building your, your expertise as a creative, that there's going to be a lot of things you do that that aren't going to necessarily yield something right back in return but the experience you get the practice the, the just the joy you get of doing that is what is what pays dividends for for your mental health and just for your overall well-being so if it's something as a creative that that you haven't explored you know it's it's a very much an open culture voluntary Whatever your form of expression is, it's it's intended to be accepted and inclusive. So it's a great idea, a great avenue if, if you look at the regional burns or, or the big burn, Burning Man, and see if that's something for you if you want to get out there and express your art. I mean, even folks that do things like the fire twirling and things like that, just amazing talent, um, people doing acrobatics, people doing dance, people doing comedy and karaoke. I mean, it's just really magnificent some of the talent out there that's just doing it really just to make others happy and so if, it, if you have you know difficulties getting out there and either performing your art um, or getting gigs at different bars or restaurants and you just want an opportunity to do it I think a, a regional burn or burning man is a great opportunity to do so and, and I and I strongly encourage it last thing I want to talk about this week is just where we're at with the business you know the the lakes of fire. It's a it's a intensive effort. It takes a lot of time. Uh, it takes a lot of time to to come back from that and just get settled back into your normal life and your nine to five job. So not a lot of progress has been made on my business. I feel rejuvenated and inspired to press forward more so than anything to allow myself the the freedom to continue to do things like this without the sort of burden of of knowing I have my my uh, regular job, if you will, to worry about. In uh, transparency, as an example, I had a couple of emails I had to to answer when I was at the burn on Friday that I that I hadn't been able to get done during the week. So, starting a business, nothing's ever going to be off. You you don't have the luxury of the nine to five where you can you can just uh, un unplug in a way. But besides that, I, I I truly am excited for the day where. If I take time away from my business, I'll put it in good hands and be confident that I can truly unplug. And so I, I do feel inspired to push forward and continue on this week. And on that note, really where I'm at is, as I had mentioned in the previous podcast, is I have to finish my employment identification number. I have to fax the information to uh, the, the, the government, to the federal government, to make sure I get that number. I got my square reader in the mail so I can 
soon begin actually selling my product, the next thing I'll need to do is is actually order some products. So in this case, as part of the new business I'm starting under the necktie brand, I'm going to be selling some of my art. So I have a vendor that uh, it's called Finer Works that I'm going to be sending some some prints to and hopefully get those turned around quickly so I can start selling at some of the local markets. And in Detroit, as I'm sure in whichever city you live in, there are a lot of local markets during the summer. So, you know, as the summer is is building, I, I'm really got to push forward to get the, get that stuff printed out, get that stuff ready, have sufficient inventory to be able to open up a booth and start selling stuff. And as I as I do these baby steps, that's all going to be what I need to get myself in a financial situation to continue to grow the business, start acquiring others' arts, art and selling it, as well as getting to the stage where I, I will one day be able to open a retail store. So again, getting the framework laid, the paperwork, getting your square reader. I got to get a bank account for my checking um, checking account for my business, keep those expenses and revenues separate so I can always keep track of all of that. Uh, got to get that locked down. And uh, once that's done, um, it, it'll be full, full steam ahead and open up to the customers, see what they like about my products and see what I can do to grow this business. So that's all I got for this week. I hope everybody who tuned in maybe learned something or just found something insightful about the journey I had this week. Again, if you have any questions about the show, you want to talk more about the regional burn or just my experience with performing out, uh, I would love to chat, Twitter, Instagram. Reach out to me any way you'd like to. Again, that's necktie, N-E-K-T-Y-E. Thanks again for tuning in this week, everybody. I hope you have a great rest of your week. And I look forward to chatting next week. Creative Congregation with Necktie.